Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Zurianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Today's episode will be a look at the March-April 2020 issue of Taekwondo Life Magazine. It is available on newsstands now and available everywhere that digital magazines can be found, particularly through Magster or through our website. It's always important, and maybe sometimes I don't emphasize it enough, that this program, as wonderful and as exciting as it is for me to do this program, that this program all stems from one thing. Our weekly podcast, uh, our website, the things that we do, they stem from our print and digital magazine, a magazine that has an international circulation in 160 countries, and a magazine that has really changed the way that people think about martial arts journalism. We came on the scene in 2016 as the world was shrinking, as the publishing world was shrinking, as people were getting out of print magazines. We hit the newsstands. We had a vision that if we put together a high-end magazine that was going to be more than simply an advertisement for individual masters and their dojangs, but that we created good content that would be interesting and meaningful to the Taekwondo community, that people would respond, and that we would grow. And here we are almost four years later, and we have done not arithmetic, but geometric growth. And it is all because of our wonderful audience, and our wonderful contributors, and our wonderful writers. And I have the joy of sort of being the ringleader, or the the band leader, as, as a case may be, the conductor, and I get to orchestrate a lot of it, but I couldn't do it without the support and without the enthusiasm of the Taekwondo community throughout the world. So I hope you enjoy this issue. I hope you enjoy this episode, and we look forward to talking to you soon as Taekwondo Life magazine continues to hit new heights, to achieve new goals, and to accomplish new things in 2020 and beyond. On today's program, we are talking about the March-April 2020 print and digital issue of Taekwondo Life magazine. And the cover story on this issue is Master Myung Ho Jun of U.S. Taekwondo Centers in Massachusetts. Master Jun is a truly remarkable next-generation master, and we're going to talk a little bit about his accomplishments and what it is that he did to earn his place in the coveted cover of Taekwondo Life magazine. In this issue, which is available in print and digital, it's available on newsstands. Uh, it's available on our website, tkdlifemagazine.com through our uh, online store. And it's available online through our store and through several uh, digital platforms, including uh, magster.com, a partner of ours. As always, this magazine features, it's a pretty uh, emblematic of the the layout of our magazine is that we always try to have news, Taekwondo news that is submitted to us for republication 
from the Kukiwan. This issue, we talk a little bit about the Kukiwan Master's Program. For those that know a little bit about it, the Kukiwan dispatches masters. It has been something that they have done since their inception in the 70s, that they dispatch masters to various countries to promote friendship and to introduce the Taekwondo culture. And we talk a little bit about that. World Taekwondo News, again, another feature. We try to pick out something either that is upcoming or we try to pick out something that is from the prior quarter uh, that we can focus on. This issue features the 2020 Indo-Korean Taekwondo Cultural Festival and International Awards Ceremony, which took place in Kolkata, India. So it's very interesting. It's always interesting to see what's happening in, in the various worlds of Taekwondo. From the USA Taekwondo News, we cover the announcement from USA Taekwondo that this year's nationals will be in San Antonio, Texas. We received, uh, again, we have a great relationship with USA Taekwondo, and we receive information from them. We do not have a story from Taekwondo 1 in this issue. However, in past issues, we certainly have. And we certainly welcome we welcome stories, press releases, issues from, from any reputable accredited Taekwondo organization that we were more than happy to publish what's going on there. Our issue covers, as we always try to, to pay honor and respect to the seniors, we don't always like to to simply focus on what's happening today, but but we, we like to, to remember that as we do in traditional martial arts, where we came from and our lineage. And in this issue, we talk about the late Grandmaster Simpan Un. He passed away earlier this year. He was a ninth, ninth Don. Uh, he was a first class master instructor and he was a Don examiner for the Kukiwan. And he passed away in, in January. It was a very sudden passing. Uh, while he was senior in age, he was in very good health, and there was no indication that he had been sick or that there was anything wrong with him, and his his passing was quite a loss to the Taekwondo community, and he was issued posthumously a 10th Don, Don certificate from the, the Kukiwan, and we talk a little bit about him. We have always certain features. You know, we always have our Dojang, state-by-state Dojang directory. We're always happy to provide reputable dojangs, taekwondo practicing of various styles. So feel free to submit those to us. We reprinted an article uh, that was from Dr. Ash, uh, Ashley Johnstone. I thought it was a great article. When I come across articles that I think have relevance to our readers, I always reach out to the authors. I ask them for permission to republish. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, sometimes we use it as the basis for something independent that we write. But I really do like to give people the opportunity to have their own voice heard. Uh, This issue, we have a story called Martial Arts Can Improve Your Attention Span and Alertness Long-Term, According to a New Study. And uh, Ashley Johnson is a PhD researcher in cognitive neuroscience. So she's simply not writing an opinion piece. She's writing a piece that is based upon scientific research and neurological research and I certainly think it, it is worth a read and it's worth a study. It, it for me, validates and reinforces uh, things that I already knew and understood. In saying that, I want to be careful because I am very aware of the fact that there is the notion very, very much in our consciousness today of confirmation bias. And confirmation bias is where we find articles 
that support positions that we otherwise have and that we tend to favor those articles over the ones that disagree with our philosophy. That is really not the case here. I do try to find articles of relevance. This one happens to support what I believe, but had it said something to the contrary, we would have published it for its results in any event. I'm very excited to publish in this edition our interview with author uh, Yuni Hung on the, her book, The Power of Nunchi. The Power of Nunchi is something that many people within the Korean community have been familiar and Korean culture has been familiar with for some time. However, outside of the Korean community, it's only through her, the popularization of the terms and of the concepts that we have managed to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, the book is called The Korean Secret to Happiness and Success, and, and it refers to really a beautiful art of emphasizing all of your five senses and your all-important sixth sense. It really is a way of thinking. It's a way of perceiving people. It's a way of conducting your behavior. And it is something that relates to something that I think in the Korean culture is taught very, very early. It's taught to children. And it's one of those things that as we get older, we say, oh, there are these simple things that if we went back to our youth and we lived our life according to those type of golden rules, that the world would be just a better and more decent place. Uh, Yuni Hung is an, a terrific author. She's written several books, but this particular one is really one that hits close to home. I think it has relevance for Taekwondo practitioners. I recommend this book highly, and I hope you enjoy reading the interview. We have an article, this, t this issue, uh, as we have from several, from Grandmaster Douglas Cook. It's called The Benign Battlefield. Uh, Grandmaster Cook, as well as being a Grandmaster of Taekwondo, he's a 7th Don Kukyuan certified black belt, the owner of the Chosun Taekwondo Academy in Warwick, New York. But he happens to be a true intellectual. He writes on very uh, high concepts uh, of Taekwondo that relate to the origins of Taekwondo, the history of Taekwondo. He is really quite gifted and quite skilled in those areas. He's an excellent writer, and he is extremely, extremely uh, capable of tying in many of today's issues as well as the historical issues into uh, writing that I really think is one of the things that I am most proud of as far as uh, things that we've published in this magazine, because it is certainly the type of writing that would be well-received in any publication, not just a martial arts publication. This issue, as in every issue, we have a standing column from a gentleman who is known throughout the Taekwondo community, but he is not a Taekwondo practitioner. He is revered for his practical advice, for his openness, for his ability to really explain where the rubber meets the road, to be able to teach people about practical applications of things that we do, and that is Master Dave Young. Dave, I call him Master Dave Young. He, he's an honorary master of sorts. He's not a Taekwondo master, but he is really a master of the information that he has uh, proceeded. He wrote an article for us called How to Evaluate Your Self-Defense Program. It is truly a, a, a worth a read. Uh, it, it gives it, it really is a look at, at 
whether or not our schools are teaching self-defense programs that are practical and helpful to people on the street, whether or not there's a, what, we, what we need to understand about our self-defense programs, what we have to understand about the difference between recreation, socializing, sport competition, traditional martial arts, and survivalism. Dave is not a Taekwondo practitioner, as I said, but he does understand the martial arts student. He certainly understands the elements of safety. He understands the elements of the human mind. So I really suggest you read this article as I suggest you read every article of Dave's. I published my review of The Mercenary, the Jesse Johnson film from this year, released early in. It was the first film we re- we reviewed of 2020, one of the first releases of 2020. Uh, this is a terrific film. As you know, Jesse Johnson is a friend of the show. He was interviewed on one of our earlier podcasts, and, and I've really, really enjoyed talking to him and, and working on things that he has uh, written. Uh, the movie stars Dominique Vandenberg, an unlikely martial artist, an unlikely martial arts hero when you see him. He's 50 years old. Uh, he is uh, not, uh, he doesn't have uh, the John claude Van Damme or uh, Steven Seagal, or he doesn't have the typical uh, martial artist kind of a flair and look, but he carries this film. He is uh, a great actor. He's a great martial artist. Uh, he's a great fighter. And this movie is really, really worth watching. It's very highly watchable. It's available, I'm certain, on every streaming platform or Google Play. It's called The Mercenary, and it is a really, really uh, terrific film to watch. We we wind down before we get to the cover story with uh, the legacy of Grandmaster Hyunhee Park. This issue comes to press at the first anniversary of the passing of Grandmaster Hyunhee Park, a legend, uh, a giant in the martial arts world, a man who is, for his efforts, partially responsible for Taekwondo becoming a full medal Olympic sport. He is a Taekwondo pioneer, former heavyweight champion, Korean national champion, who came to the United States and with his brother built a legacy and built a unbelievable program that exists today still under the name YH Park in Levittown, New York. I had the opportunity in 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 looking at his one year of his passing to interview his brother, to interview some of his students who are now grandmasters, to interview his family member, his nephew, and I threw a few comments in there for myself because I had the good fortune in my life to spend time with and 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 under Grandmaster Hyunhee Park. And I really do believe that the full import of his legacy has yet to be felt on the Taekwondo world. And I think that we have a generation of Taekwondo practitioners now who see the unbelievable availability of Taekwondo practice and see the prominence of it in the world and assume that it was always like that. And it wasn't always like that. And it was men like Grandmaster Hyun Hee Park that paved the way for my children to be able to, in almost any city in the United States or almost any country in the world, and be able to find a high-level Taekwondo school that they can train and practice and learn this beloved art. So we honor and we thank Grandmaster Hyun Hee Park. We have come to 
discussing our cover story for this issue. Our cover story is a highly coveted, it is something that many people request an opportunity to be featured on the cover story of Taekwondo Life magazine. However, there are certain criteria as to things that must be met in order to be able to be on our cover story. It isn't enough to simply have an accomplishment in Taekwondo. It isn't enough to even be a great Taekwondo practitioner. You must have some sort of a multi-dimensional contribution to Taekwondo, and you must have a story to tell. There must be a story that would be interesting and exciting uh, about what it is that you're doing that transcends your own dojang or your own personal experience. And this cover story, we are fortunate to have Master Myung Ho Jun. Master Jun is truly an amazing next generation Taekwondo practitioner and master. And the story was written by Maureen Maher Kilalea. She is a, wrote a really terrific piece that showcases very m- many aspects of Master Jun's personality and contributions to Taekwondo. Uh, he is someone who has contributed not only in his high-level teaching in the Massachusetts area, not only in his work in the time that he was in Korea, he has been a central figure in the movement known as the United States Taekwondo Education Foundation. He has been working in the Springfield community and surrounding it, and with schools around the country to make the practice of Taekwondo integral to the U.S. public school system in a way that if the vision was played out, if the vision were to have its full portend, would rival Korea in that every student in the United States in public school as part of their curriculum would understand the principles and the tenets of Taekwondo that it wouldn't simply merely be limited to private teaching and private tutoring outside of it, outside of the dojang. Master Jun is a family man. He is a, if you've had the opportunity to meet him, he is truly a gracious, charming, and humorous individual. He is an extremely funny uh, man, but he is a, certainly a man that commands, not demands, but commands respect based upon his behavior, based upon his leadership, based upon his skill, and based upon his contributions. He has done wonderful things in the Massachusetts community and around. He has created demo teams and fathers clubs and lady warriors. And as I said, he has a special relationship with the community. He has been responsible for bringing the U.S. Taekwondo Education Foundation Showcase to Times Square, the center of New York, the center of the world, uh, on a on an annual basis to be able to showcase Taekwondo and the, the work of Taekwondo students to the people of New York City and the people whose eyes are on New York City. He has really become such an unbelievable fixture in the uh, Leo Minster and Springfield communities that together with this article we received letters of endorsement from school principals and mayors and public school officials and from the school principal of the very famed Maidong Elementary School in Seoul, Korea, 
who had uh, the opportunity to work with and and interact with Master Myung Ho Jun. So this story has great relevance to the Taekwondo community. Master Jun is truly uh, someone that to be honored and respected. He has been a great supporter of things outside of the Massachusetts community. He's a huge supporter of the uh New, the annual New York Open Taekwondo Championships and Korean Cultural Festival. He is a huge supporter of the Peace and Harmony Tournament in upstate New York. Uh, he is just simply a gentleman whose level of energy and giving and contributions to the minds and the character of children is really difficult to measure and understand and it will be the passing of time before we truly understand the impact that Master Myung Ho Jun has had on the Taekwondo community and on the people whose lives he has touched. So I encourage you to pick up this issue of Taekwondo Life magazine, available now everywhere that magazines are sold online, through our website, wherever it is that you can get it, and share the journey the legacy of Master Myung Ho Jun and all the other things that I talked about. And we encourage you to send us your articles, your story ideas, your movie reviews, your events. We're happy to have all of them. If they meet our criteria, we're happy to publish them and give full credit and accreditation to you. So we look forward to hearing your feedback for the issue, and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.